वेलकम टू फेस्टिवल्स ऑफ इंडिया द लेटेस्ट सीरीज इन रसोई के रहस्य आई एम योर होस्ट पायल कपूर जॉइन मी एज आई एम्पार्क ऑन अ जर्नी अक्रॉस द कंट्री टू सेलिब्रेट फेस्टिवल्स ओकेजन्स ट्रेडिशंस एंड फूड आवर गेस्ट्स ऑन द शो आर पीपल फ्रॉम डिवर्स बैकग्राउंड्स लिविंग एंड शेयरिंग their journeys and memories with us namaskar rasoi ke rahasya mein aapka ek baar phir se swagat hai we are continuing our journey with festivals of india today we are going to speak of an observance and a following festival something that one would think is not traditionally ours as in not indian perhaps some people believe but i know that there is a very large and a very vibrant community that celebrates this festival we're going to be speaking about the observance of good friday and the following joy of easter today's guest is someone who over a period of time has become a very good friend strangely enough we have never met but have been speaking with each other and have connected with each other at a very wonderful level where we understand each other really well and we pursue the same causes we are passionate about diversity and inclusion and people without further ado let me introduce to you my good friend donya hi don welcome hi. to rasoikere hi pyal finally we're doing this how yes, are you yes we are we are it's it's good things you know come to those who wait <laughs> i agree <laughs> with all the back and forth we've been doing yes so it's it's wonderful it's going to be a, a very interesting conversation because this is something that a lot of us know of thanks to i think a lot of movies that we've seen a lot of books that we read a lot of netflix and amazon prime right now that happens but also i think for many of us who have gone to catholic institutions convent schools as they were called then and things like that but the real deal is what will come from you as in to tell us what it's all about really you've you know grown up in an anglo indian home and i'm sure you have some wonderful memories of the festival per se so why don't you walk us through what you remember and what you know of good friday first and then of course yeah. we will celebrate easter sure one of my favorite topics of course is you know the catholic community has only two festivals that we celebrate it's easter and it's christmas so we're very possessive about these two festivals my earliest memories in fact i was thinking you know while you were talking also i missed your earliest memories I remember as a kid standing on the balcony and waiting for my mum's brother you know he would come on his cycle he had you know those huge you know we used to say those milk uncle wala cycles you yes, remember yes. seeing cycling into my society and I would wait for him because he would bring me hot cross buns right. so my dad <laughs> my grandfather would send me these four or five hot cross buns and I would wait eagerly as a child you know papa sending me something to eat and every good friday morning my mom dad my uncle and me would have our breakfast uh, with those hot cross buns with butter and they would come as soft as a baby's bum directly right. from 
you know our family bakery there's this you know quaint little bakery uh, you know these things are priceless you don't get them these days these old bakeries owned by families of mm. uh, fresh from the oven so for me good friday was it started with of course food and then later on uh, you know of course it is a day of mourning right i mean a lot of people there are a couple of my friends who still don't understand what good friday is about in fact today somebody messaged me and said why is it called good if it is a day of mourning right so i told her i said well jesus died on the cross to save uh, you know mankind and in that way it is good because he did a good deed right so it is essentially a day of mourning but it is good because it leads to better things you know he hoped that he could save mankind my earliest memories were after the breakfast we would go for the stations of the cross you know there are 12 stations of the cross and so we would all go to church mm. as a family sometimes you know growing up as kids you get a little fidgety right so i would be like oh god mama you know to our station of the cross and she should she would say no you have to come you know so you would go there and then i would sit down you know every family goes together to each station of the cross and prays again at 3 o'clock in the afternoon you know after lunch and of course lunch would be pepper water so very traditional you know you can't eat meat right and of course especially on good friday we were not allowed to eat any non vegetarian food so my mum would make this uh, khichdi very mm. basic khichdi with pepper water mm. and on a normal day and my mouth is watering right as i'm thinking about it and then at 3 o'clock we would have a special prayer Uh, because he died at three o'clock on the cross, and then in the evening we would have this service, you know, that we would all go to. It's a very long service, you know, the whole family together again. So for me, Good Friday means a lot of things. It brings up a lot of memories. Of course, during the service, kids, you know, growing up, we would have fun because all the cousins sitting together, we would see all the uncles dozing off, you know, because the mass <laughs> was so long. You know, we would start making fun of them, and it, it it was just amazing, you know. And I was thinking this whole day when I, before I could talk to you about. what i would talk to you about about good friday because it's been so many years since we've done those things so yeah good friday brings up a whole lot of good memories trust me and and thank you for doing this because i feel very nostalgic about it thinking of course my uncle and my grandfather passed away now mm-hmm. but uh, and this year i missed the host the hot cross buns i didn't get hot cross buns this year you don't get them very easily i remember last year we tried looking for hot cross buns because yeah, uh, yeah. my brother in law somebody who loves to experiment with things and you know likes new yeah. things and stuff like that then yeah. he managed to find yeah. a small confectionery where there was this i think these anglo indian girls bakers yeah. who were making mm. hot cross buns so i got hot cross buns last year yeah you're lucky i mean Yeah, I was. I was totally, so totally lucky. <laughs> so, Good Friday is observed for what? Forty days. Good Friday is just one day. It is a part of Lent. I'm sorry, the whole, uh, the entire Lent. Sorry, yeah, I said yeah. Lent. Yeah. So, Lent is a forty-day fasting period. It is uh, the period before and leading up to Easter. Uh, Good Friday is all, always, of course, two days uh, before Easter. uh but there are other you know so, so during the 40 days of course like you know it is very similar to a shravan or a ramadan right which is currently being observed so you don't have it's a period of sacrifice where you pray to be forgiven for all the sins that you have committed so it starts mm. off with pancake tuesday mm. another memory that i have of my grandfather grandmother making these amazing pancakes you know these little pancakes with a, a, a coconut filling coming in different colors mm. so it's also called shrove tuesday right and it's the first day it's the day where you can enjoy as much meat as much non veg as much food as you want because the next day is ash wednesday 
and that marks the beginning of lent right. so good friday is a part of that lent ends with good friday i mean that's the last when lent finishes and good friday starts it happens isn't it so yes good friday is technically the last day of lent although a lot of people don't like to uh, you know end their uh, prayers or fasting till uh, after the mass on saturday night so we have the midnight mass right, right. Um, so a lot of them continue the tradition or continue the sacrifice or the fasting and the praying till holy saturday it's called holy saturday which is tomorrow so you know we would go for mass we would go for midnight mass uh, come home and then the party starts you know you, you kind of binge on the food the the wine the booze Uh, it would be a feast which would go on well in the morning until well in the morning so and what about yeah. the uh, i know that there are various days so i used to have a boss at work who you know was very very rigid about the mm. whole lent period mm. and apart from i thought people not eating non veg at all and some people yeah. fasting eating one meal some people i've seen some people who you know just barely eat uh, it's it's yeah. because they they're suffering uh, along with uh, you know Christ and whatever it is but is there any rule to it or is it just something that people do as in how they feel they want to worship or they want to observe so very interesting question you know and i used to have a lot of arguments with my mother over the same thing because when i was a kid it's okay that you know your parents control you but as i grew and i became a rebellious teenager i would refuse to you know follow or observe lent or observe good friday and i would deliberately at some times and i regret all these things deliberately at some times go and eat on vegetarian food on friday just you know upset my mother but they say that of course people who are old and who are sick pregnant women you know don't have to observe a fast you know because of course you're on medication and for various reasons but it's not so much a rule people do it because of course it's been passed down from generation to generation you see your grandparents your parents etc and you you follow it as an as an adult but it really depends on what you do nowadays people are not as rigid nowadays the thing is that you sacrifice the one thing that you're very passionate about or that you absolutely love so people give up i've known people who actually give up social media for 40 days they get off facebook they get off insta and say okay you know i'll be back after easter there are people who don't even drink a sip of water my uncle was like that and it was worse for him because he was a marketing professional so he would be on the field he would not even swallow his saliva i remember him coming home during the lenten period he would not even touch a glass of water he used to be dehydrated but those days are gone i don't think you find people it's not a rule i wouldn't say it's a rule but yes people do observe it for various reasons and at different levels so there are various days that you have you have like palm sunday which is what we just had so palm sunday is a, is a very important day you know it is the day that jesus entered you know the holy land you know you had people putting throwing palms in front of him as the procession moved along but nowadays you don't get palm very easily right. so what people would do in in the traditional way is that you break palms the priest blesses it for you in the church and right. then you make it into the shape of a cross and you mm. put it in your home mm. you know it mm. keeps your home safe but nowadays again all these things are changing you do have palm sunday you have mass you do get palms my dad brought me some palms this morning so these are the few days then you have of course you know the ash wednesday 
and then you have Maundy Thursday. So Maundy Thursday was yesterday. So it is again an important day. It is the day before Jesus was crucified. So that is the day that he actually washed the feet of I don't know the, the exact number honestly, five sinners or twelve sinners. And it it marks you know the importance is that your sins are washed away as you right. washed. Mm-hmm. So and of course in terms of food and stuff like that, there's a lot of stuff that you know you could have if you're interested in knowing about you know these different things. So but then these are very important days. People in any case, I think everyone has their own way of doing things because I remember distinctly some families in Hyderabad who go to some of the very famous churches around not just in the city but you know farther away on the outskirts. They walk to the church barefoot. Yeah. and yes. uh, go to the church i mean and it's not like it's uh, it's it's 5 kilometers or something like that it's about a good 70 80 kilometers and things like that but i've seen them walking barefoot on um, good friday to mass yeah. so yeah. i think it's it's uh, your devotion is uh, is is it's a very personal thing devotion there are rules Absolutely. and regulations but devotion by yeah. and large i think is a very very personal thing you can do nothing Absolutely. and still be devout you can do everything and still be corrupt so Absolutely, and and it's, it's and I've seen people uh, in churches like there are youth, there are very famous churches like Our Lady of Belantini and all where I've mm-hmm. I've not been there, and that's on my two goal list. But there are people who actually roll on the ground as they enter the premises, the church premises. They go down on their knees and they walk up the steps on their knees. So you have different levels of devotion, and I'm getting goosebumps because that's where they say that the miracles happen, right? I mean. you fast and you you know you observe abstinence from so many things and of course everybody asks god for something right and a lot of the times he does you know grant your wishes so there are different levels of belief and yeah, things happening faith it's all about what you attach to the label or tag that you attach to faith basically you have to do what you choose Absolutely. and how you choose it yeah. so good friday is vegetarian good friday for some people is fasting i think a lot of them eat after the mass and things like that yeah. or or like yeah. you said after the morning actually stops after the holy saturday mass yeah so it depends again it's very personal a lot of people fast on the one day of good friday they probably eat for the rest of the 40 days but on good friday now it depends you know so since i'm diabetic i wouldn't technically be allowed to fast given right. my health condition i would probably have only water and maybe fruits or salad mm. definitely not food there are some people some of my friends parents who fast the entire day even though they are old but maybe they don't have any serious illness so they are able to carry that and then after they come back from church in the night they have a very light supper so they yeah, have yeah. you know kanji or starch right yeah. starch that is something that they would have or they would just simply drink pepper water pepper water is what the ordinary mortals would call rasam rasam absolutely yeah because i think that's the beauty of anglo indian cooking i remember seeing so many names that when you look at them and you know you think it is something exotic but ultimately it's not it's not yeah it's not but it's, it's so wonderful i love some of their names that i see and i always yeah. think of it and i laugh i'm trying to remember there were some very very interesting recipes that i've read where they make pepper water but pepper water is made you cannot have pepper water just plain pepper water so pepper water is made by you know of the what it called stock that they've yes. used to make beef fry absolutely absolutely no, so my so mom would use make... that stock and make the pepper water yes Yes, absolutely. 
and when it's not uh, lent my mom typically makes a uh, pepper water and dry fry dry fry is nothing but meat or beef or mutton or whatever it's a dry side dish with a yellow khichdi and uh, she would also add uh, bombay ducks you know dried bombay ducks with mm. her very typical masala of garlic and other things and no matter how much i would try or my aunties would try it would never taste the same as my mom would make so mm. pepper water is made in different ways also we don't use beef stock my mom makes it very very simply with just the onions and the the light garnish of the red chilies with the tamarind mm. oh god it gives it gives you that flavor <laughs> you can hear my mouth watering yeah. right i don't um, i don't <laughs> you know you would love dump it on your khichdi and it, it would be just this amazing thing that you could just eat drinking anything so okay yeah. simple some of the simplest food i think has some the most fabulous taste because you know complex stuff is complex stuff but that this is soul food it is it is so it, good it, friday good friday observance you mentioned now easter so what about easter easter is the big celebration so what all happens during easter, easter? Yeah, Easter is the big day. So, as the Bible says, you know, Jesus rises from the dead after three days. So, your Friday and your Saturday, he rises on Sunday, and it's a big celebration. In fact, Easter is considered to be even bigger than Christmas because Christmas is when Jesus was born. Right. But on Easter, Jesus rose from the dead. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's huge for us. For Easter, my memories are getting up on an Easter morning. having those little dinner rolls you know those little pieces of bread yes. soft bread again from our bakery and having a breakfast of bacon and eggs with coffee the memories that i have and i can visualize them are my mom in the kitchen when i would get up at about 8 o'clock and i would be very excited even though we would sleep late on saturday night mm-hmm. i would be up at 8 o'clock because i could hear my mom you know the cooker hissing with the bacon being cooked and the smell and me being i've always been a foodie i mean foodie is my soul food is my soul my life right so and then she would make coffee and the three of us would have scrambled eggs with bacon and dinner rolls and then my mom would make tart making so we would we would have different things right it would it would vary so it depends on what we wanted one year so for her typical traditional food would be a very creamy chicken curry and pea pulao that was the initial years and then later on she started making this dish that we call chow chow okay. is nothing but it is noodles it is spaghetti with a lot of people would say call it like mixed hakka noodles mm. but it's so much more than that it is it has got different flavors so it's got vegetables it's full of vegetables it's full of bacon and broth mm. little tiny pieces of bacon and you've got boiled prawns and you mix all that with your sauces like your soya sauce and your chili sauce and she would make it in this big huge vessel mm. like two packets of spaghetti and it it takes a long time it's a very tedious process because you know you've got to so we would sit together and again you know these things these little things like sitting and cutting vegetables together yes. bring the family together yeah that that's the beautiful part see that's i think that's those are the memories that you go back to each time uh, time oh. that you've spent with your parents times that you've spent with the uh, you know relatives and people who are around you and things like that i think that's uh, what is bigger than just about anything else and i think festivals yeah. have a way of doing that they have a way of bringing people together as I much agree. as you might not see each other times but people tend to make an effort to get together at least you know during a festival so it's that whole sharing and bonding is so beautiful yeah 
so you know we would the preparation would start on holy saturday where my mum you know my dad would go to the market i would accompany him you know happily skipping along we would go to the local market buy all the vegetables come home and then in the afternoon after lunch and on holy saturday again you you stick to your vegetarian food you don't eat non veg so it would mm. be whatever's left over from good friday then in the afternoon sit and cut all the vegetables clean the carrots clean the capsicum the cabbage and prepare and you know laugh together as a family joke around you know because that you know that atmosphere you can't get that back yeah. i mean the east of the world you know any relatives coming over cousins sitting together and cleaning and then you know looking longingly at the bacon packets of bacon and looking at the prawns being boiled you know a lot of preparation and advance salivating you know, salivating oh, waiting oh, for yeah, the whole yeah, thing to yeah. finally fall into place so you can just yes. sort of dig it absolutely and my mom would warn me she would say you know i know you don't dig your fingers and i would say mama one piece of bacon and i would be she would be like no way you know you are not eating anything on saturday i mean just hang on you know just a few hours more so and you actually actually had to be cajoled to stay away from the food dog. oh yeah yeah food food is my life i mean my boyfriend laughs at me and he says you will dump me for food if, if given a choice you would choose food and i would be of course you know i live to eat I love to eat. But this is this so, is like a, these are simple joys. These are I mean, you know, people have so many vices. This is just a simple joy food. <laughs> Absolutely. And then Easter Sunday we would wait. I mean, even though we would be stuffed I would be stuffed because I would guff that bacon and eggs. I mean, I absolutely love that. We would be my mom would start the preparation of making the chow. You know, there's a lot of lot to it. So mm-hmm. you, you have the typical big handi, you have all the vegetables around mm-hmm. you, then she would first put the butter and you put a very little bit of ajinomoto and then you fry the veggies individually and then you start putting in stuff, you know. So you fry all the veggies individually with with you know the the broth from the bacon and then the very little bit of oil. Mm-hmm. So although it looks very heavy the dish looks very heavy in terms of fat it is mm. not surely that that full of calories it's very healthy it's got a lot of veggies in it and then she would mix the prawns the bacon and then finally the spaghetti so you boil the spaghetti and put it in and then you have dad coming in with those big forks and you know using it to mix all the ingredients together yes. and sprinkling the soya sauce yes. so it brings people together food brings people together i strongly believe that and what about new uh, clothes new clothes yes we would go shopping to crawford market in bombay for easter and for christmas we would go shopping for clothes two months in advance two three months because in those days me growing up you know in the 70s 80s now you know how really old i am <laughs> I'm not counting. Have, I'm not counting. You didn't have online shopping. So for us clothes would be go to Crawford Market. Uh there was this one shop where you get the best of materials. So my dad, you know, never we didn't have too much money. We are very typical middle class family, but Easter and Christmas is when he would spend. And what made it all the more special is I remember my dad working double shifts to make that extra money so he could give us the best on christmas and new year right and he would never stop me could be an entire day it would be like a picnic we would go to crawford market we would have the faludas and badshahs we would have lunch at bawachi we would buy the material go to the tailor you know then there's always that mad rush of going to the local tailor so there's a tailor who 
has been stitching my clothes and he still does sometimes his dad used to stitch my clothes and then now the son has continued his legacy so he had this typical little tailor shop somewhere mm, somewhere mm, mm. and he would go and sit down and look at those old pattern books you remember yes i was just going to say that looking up at all those pattern books and saying ye wala skirt aisa hona chahiye isme length itna mangta hai isme sleeve aisa chahiye itna neck chahiye ye neck aisa banega ye back aisa banega ye skirt ko thoda chota karo Uh, and <laughs> and then he would give his opinion and and I remember you know me being a being a chubby child you know he would always say अरे auntie would tell my mom अरे auntie material थोड़ा कम पड़ेगा baby थोड़ा मोटा है so my mom would say अरे थोड़ा adjust कर लो so he would you know he would find material from somewhere else and he would give me like a prop so I mean these memories just don't go away. Seriously, so, this is some of the best things you've ever done oh in your life. God. It's so boring yeah. now to just go pick up clothes, you know, from I know a store, I know. and you just look at it and you try it and you pick it up. There's no no zing, no charm left anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, on on the Saturday night uh, Easter, uh, the the is the mass. Midnight mass. Everybody who has been to that tailor, like half of my area, would go to that tailor. Yes, so yes. Everybody with their new clothes, flaunting, you know, their new shoes, and everybody looking at each other, and you know, the feeling of camaraderie, you know. And there were a lot of of my non-Catholic, non-Christian friends who would attend the Easter vigil. Yes, that was, I've also done that. I've also been to yeah. uh, midnight mass on Easter. So you would find them hanging around at the back. you know everybody looking beautiful of course the boys would come to look at all the girls the girls would <laughs> of course so of course everybody wishing each other after mass families getting together those things are priceless you just i miss those days i really and but midnight so after after mass it's a celebration i mean because the celebration begins then uh, the next day yes. uh, is is in any case a uh, family lunches and things like that but i think yeah. midnight after mass is is also something happens After mass is when all the families go to one uh, relative's house hmm. uh, it could be anywhere so a lot of uh, my uncles and aunts would come to my place because that's where the food is that's where my mother has made the she would make uh, you know pork roast uh, or chicken curry as an additional thing of course the chow was hmm. kept separate that it was the center stage that's the special thing that's the center one the center piece yeah but they would come home for the wine and the booze and the, my mom's famous pork roast uh and ah, her pepper fry okay so th- uh, thick chunks of pork made with uh, j- again very simple you think it's very exotic but she would do nothing i would you know ask her uh, mama what have you put in this and she would say nothing it is just your basic garam masala your full garam masala with onions uh, cooked in the cooker and boiled but it you would taste just amazing and allowed to after that you open it up and allow it to cook like a roast sort of a thing on a simmered flame you just allow it to on a simmered of... flame yes absolutely so you can the curry uh, it depends on the consistency that you want we wanted a little gravy to eat with the ladi pav or the parathas if there was an auntie who wanted to make parathas she would you know they would come home and make the parathas But, so uh, interesting again. and after that the next day's lunch was uh, the chow was easter lunch the chow was easter lunch followed by a dessert so dessert would be your caramel pudding either made by mom or made by one of my uncles or whatever my mom's brother coincidentally who passed away in 2020 he was a fabulous cook fabulous really cook. yeah uh, he oh yes i he used to make uh, i mean at least in the in the latter half of the year uh, in his years i mean when he grew older a couple of years before he passed away he and i got really close 
you know because he he grew old he had a lot of health problems and he would ask me and he he became very fond of me and he would ask me what do you want to eat you know so he would send the breakfast for me so even on easter or christmas i would say uncle you got to make your caramel pudding and he would send this he had this old dekchi i remember i have that old dekchi i took that and i kept it with my mom it would it was like this i don't know how to explain it it was a stainless steel container but and i can see the come full it would come full with caramel pudding wow and it i don't know i mean the taste was just absolutely fabulous the right amount of sugar the right amount of you know the burnt liquid sugar and that you texture, have in the pudding and the texture the caramel yeah. and you know it's it's like somebody said jiggly yeah. like jelly it has to be a certain way and if it Absolutely. turns out right it's it's lovely otherwise it could be quite yeah. awful also yeah and he would spend all day and then of course the easter eggs i must tell you about the easter eggs yes you must so the easter, the, the the egg signifies life right it is the beginning of life so we would have again the bakery would make these little cute little easter eggs with you know and they would come and my grandfather would send me a little box so again i would eagerly wait you know what is papa sent me this year so he would send me this little box with there would be a little hay and there would be a little egg snuggled up with a little soft toy chicken so a little chick and it just with a cute thing so you open it you know and as kids we would get very excited oh my god easter eggs it's made of marzipan <laughs> Yeah, it's made of marzipan. Yes. And we would sit and we would eat it. So again, Easter egg, the Easter bunny, very very cute. Uh, and and the hunt, the, the hunt for Easter eggs also. I remember a lot of families have that uh, have a treasure hunt for yes. Easter eggs. Yeah, you hide the Easter eggs and then all the all yes. the cousins. Yes. We didn't have that, but uh, my dad would do that to me. My dad would hide my grandfather the Easter egg that my grandfather would send me because he knew I would be waiting for it. so he would push me off into doing something and then uncle would come uh, come and ask where's my easter egg so my dad would be like i wouldn't it so i would go searching everywhere possible <laughs> for the easter egg so uh, also we is keeping the others busy no while the women are doing yeah. their thing and all how to keep people busy yeah so this is so exciting it is so uh, it's so interesting i've i've eaten some easter eggs and uh, those are also not very easily available although now i think more and more there's some sort of a revival happening everybody's wanting to go back and yeah. make the traditional stuff once again so you have a lot of these yeah. home chefs and i think the pandemic has done that you know they the pandemic has sort of compelled people to want to reconnect with their roots Correct. with families i think everyone saw death up close and personal and there was too up much devastation yeah. yeah i agree so there's this uh, this year for easter i've bought uh, there's a friend like you said home chef she is a chef by profession but again because of the pandemic she lost her job and like you rightly said you know it it brought about these things again it revived a lot of old traditions because she started cooking these things so she actually sold easter eggs and i've bought about six of them to give to my best friend's daughter as a gift on easter so they've come in these little beautifully wrapped bunny face packages with the oh, egg and the little so sweet and i was so happy looking at it i mean although i brought and i i gave my father came home today and i i had six and he was looking very longingly at them so i said you want and my dad's like <laughs> he has a sweet tooth so he was looking at me he's like yeah but you bought it for sharayu right and i was like okay you can take two i'll give her four and he happily took you know he, he took off wisp of two of these right so these things i mean there's I, it's I, I a treat even for them it's a treat isn't it even for them yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's something that you otherwise tell them no no don't eat too much of it and things and that and the other but yeah. you can't stop him from eating it on easter easter and then of course christmas maybe we can do a christmas story close to the christmas but 
I'll tell you about the sweets that he eats on Christmas, and and it's it's that's two days in the year where I don't stop him from just going and indulging himself because these things are so rare. <laughs> you get them just twice a year, so why not? You know. I know, and and as kids grow older, that's the problem that happens. A lot of lot of the parents are pretty <laughs> disgruntled because they're being controlled by their children. Exactly. I mean, my dad tells me now, you know, why, why are you telling me what I shouldn't eat? You know, and it's a constant battle at home. Okay, you shouldn't eat this because you have diabetes, and then he'll tell me, oh, look at you, your blood sugar is high. What are you eating bacon and eggs for? And but that banter again is something that. brings you together right it's not it, your- it as see because these are the little things and especially when uh, you know you're staying apart and things like that and don't have so much of an opportunity to get together so every exactly. little moment is cherished every little memory is made and uh, just yeah. just really it's just kept really close so basically then easter the day is mostly spent in complete joyous celebration absolutely so after you have your after we would have our lunch and our caramel pudding uh, you know you relax for a little while and then if you have your cousins around uh, we would spend the afternoon playing cards team patta playing together or we would play housey uh, another tradition i remember from easter or any family gathering everybody buys a ticket for 10 10 rupees and then you have your housey with people screaming and we had my mom <laughs> comes from a big family <laughs> my mom had five brothers and five sisters so imagine wow. the chaos okay so we would have everybody would have to buy and then there would always be this one auntie who would buy like five tickets and you know everybody would catch her because she would inevitably end up winning most of the the lines or the <laughs> rounds or whatever so again you know uh, family banter all the cousins screaming or my uncle uh, he used to play the guitar very well again a tradition in our family there was never a party or a get together where uncle hilary would not play the guitar and he we would sing all these old songs you know yes. give me hope joanna give me hope yes. uh, and a lot of these country songs yes uh, absolutely and the entire <laughs> the entire society my entire building my society complex knew that something's happening in young sab ke ghar mein kuch na kuch to chal raha hai kuch to party ho rahi hai because they're screaming and singing and dancing Uh, and, then and the dancing the also, the dancing also. You can't forget yeah. the dancing, you know. Oh, the jiving, the jiving. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, the jiving. My one of my mom's brothers, he is a fan of white shoes, so we used to call him Jitendra. He would wear <laughs> white pants and white shoes, and he would jive full of energy. I mean, even now he's eighty years old, but. He jives. I mean, I miss. Yeah, there's some fabulous dancers. Anglo-Indian families. Yeah. I've seen some of the most beautiful dancers, and such beautifully uh, choreographed things they do. It's Absolutely. amazing. Even nice, these fun nice. little jives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, how the wonderful! The afternoon would go off. Yeah, the, the afternoon would go off in a whole lot of fun, and by evening we would be poop. Uh, but so everybody would go off to sleep at about five five thirty, just for an hour or so, mm. uh, and then wake up. And then there are some family who live far, so then they would go home, uh, and some would stay back. Like my mom's younger brother would stay back and stay for dinner. And again, you eat what's left over, right? The chow, and if there's some roast left over, we would finish all that food. Mm. She would pack some and give him, and I would be grumbling at the back. Mama, don't give my share. And she would be like. Don't be selfish. I'm like, no, but I want to eat pork roast. But she was like, baby, don't be selfish. It's Easter, so she would pack a little dabba and you know give my uncle and auntie to take home and and everything. So 
Delphine, who's my mom, her pork roast is famous. She people would love her food. They love her. Everybody wants um, to feed. See, bottom line, I think that generation got most joy out of feeding. They needed an excuse to cook up a whole batch of food and feed people. Yes, yes, yes. She would have like you know, I make fun of my mom, right? And we all do, right? They have these uh, mountains of plastic containers, packets, and containers. and she would have one container for everybody one container of chow with pork roast for every uncle every auntie every yes, family yes yeah and i would sit sulking in the corner mama you're giving away my share <laughs> and she will be baby don't be selfish what have i taught you so then i would be okay you know yeah i mean i don't have a choice anyway and if i have to be nice then i might as well be yeah. nice type yeah absolutely and then she would come out and actually Tell people, see, she's sulking because I'm giving you all food, and I would be like, "Mama, how can you tell them?" <laughs> embarrass you, embarrass you publicly. Embarrass me publicly. That's the so best way, no? <laughs> yeah. So I, I devised this strategy. Later on, when I grew up and I grew more wicked, I would go into the kitchen after everybody was done. I would take out my share of the chow <laughs> and I would hide it in the fridge, and I would say, "Okay, now give." So she, she would ask me, "How come you're not grumbling?" And I would be like. No, it's okay. You taught me, you know, to share. Sharing is caring. So please go ahead. And then later on in the night, she would discover that there is another day container of mine with chow in the fridge already saved and stored away. So, oh my God! I mean, ah, uh, how wonderful! Really, seriously, takes you back to all those lovely, happy times. So, is there out of all of these favorites, if there's a recipe that you want to share with our listeners, what would it be? Yes, it would be. It would have to be chow, hands down. It would have to be. chow which is my all time favorite although it's not considered to be a typical easter dish a typical easter lunch would be your either stuffed chicken or curry and rice but for me personally it has become chow because that's something that mom makes every year and even this year oh, really um, she still she still yeah, does yeah yeah she still does she still does and oh. my poor dad grumbles because at least when i was living over there I would help him to cut the veggies, but now he glares at me when I say "chow." He's like, "Oh, so I have to spend Saturday afternoon sitting and chopping the vegetables, and then there'll be some <laughs> bickering and arguing between the three of us." But he does it anyway. He's he's a he's a sweetheart. My dad's a sweetheart. So, chow is the. So how would how you've told us you've told us more or less uh, what goes into it. So if you were to recap it for us, and later you can probably give me. um a small written recipe that i can share on the description for our listeners sure so to recap uh, you have your basic vegetables you have your capsicum we put a lot of cabbage and carrots and french beans mm-hmm. those are your basic vegetables mm-hmm. uh you start off by putting a little bit of butter uh, in your huge container and then you put a very little bit of ajinomoto for the taste and after that you keep you mix the boiled prawns and the boiled bacon you cut them into pieces in whatever size that you want right. keep them aside and then on different in different containers on different stoves you fry the veggies very lightly with the broth that you get from the bacon you don't add too much of extra oil you right. don't want because either way when you're cooking it the bacon gives off the oil right there's a lot right, of fat absolutely. in the bacon yeah the fat comes so up you mix, absolutely so you mix you fry these vegetables separately you mix them and you keep adding them into the big container the big the big dekchi uh, as it's called and i i cannot think of a better word and then at the end whatever is left over you add the the prawns you add the bacon you stir it all together and then you boil two packets of spaghetti so you it depends on how many people are going to eat we typically take 1 kilo of spaghetti so that's two packets boil it in water 
and then mix all the ingredients together with add some salt on top of it add soya sauce uh, you can either add chili sauce in it or you can and there are different variations so you can add a little bit of vinegar it depends on what flavors that you want but we add just soya sauce mm-hmm. uh, let it simmer on slow fire for about 10 minutes mix it up and then keep it my mom keeps it covered up with a cloth because that keeps it warm you know so she doesn't cook the spaghetti she doesn't make it very soft mm. she keeps it a little hard because it cooks in that yes it does in its own heat then it cooks up in its own heat yeah and then just about 10 minutes or 15 minutes before you want to serve it again she puts it on the stove and lets it warm from the bottom and then we serve it on plates of course and then you have it you can top it of my favorite is the chings green chili sauce oh, i yes. absolutely love that yes yes oh. they they actually chings red chili uh their red chili sauce is also very nice they have a very very tasty yeah. red yeah. chili sauce so uh essentially is it, it it's not brothy it's dry is it or is there is there uh, any sort of uh, a liquid content in it this moist it is not dry it is not wet uh, there's no gravy to it mm-hmm. but it's moist uh if it's too dry then you don't uh, you don't feel the the noodles or the yeah it's not nice it doesn't it, it it sort of sticks in the throat yeah. then you can't eat it yeah. it sticks in the throat yeah. so you need to eat it's it it's juicy yum this sounds yeah. really interesting and it sounds rather simple like most for most chinese things or whatever chinesey things you just the main thing is the prep the cutting of the vegetables yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wonderful so this year this year also is chow and this year's easter eggs and this year's any other sweet caramel pudding of course any other sweet? caramel pudding of course no it is uh, we've restricted it because my dad and i both are, uh, have diabetes and i think you know it's very tiring right i mean the prep itself takes a lot of time so yeah, we've restricted yeah. and we've kept it really simple so you have your chow with a little bit of wine red or white preferably dry wine uh, yeah. is what we like and that's about it and then of course my dad i'm sure is going to pounce on the marzipan easter egg that's there but if you want you can top it off with your regular ice cream or whatever so yes that of course that of course is there but yeah. but the beauty is in all the work that goes into making that one special meal yes. even more special absolutely absolutely Absolutely. wonderful this this your memories have taken me down a memory lane also <laughs> and i have i have sort of spent uh, both uh, good friday and easter at the young home myself so uh, from all of us at rasoke rahasya wishing all of you a fabulous easter happy easter and wish you, you lots of happiness and lots of joy in the year to come dot to you too payal it was a pleasure being here i love i love this conversation thank you thank you so much <laughs> थैंक्स थैंक्स सो मच रसोई के रहस्य का ये बहुत ही खूबसूरत एपिसोड यहाँ तक ही आपने देखा कि कुछ चीजें ऐसी हैं जो हमें नहीं पता और दूसरी कम्युनिटीज जो सेलिब्रेट करते हैं जैसे यहाँ पर ईस्टर सेलिब्रेट किया गया है कैथलिक कम्युनिटी के घरों में सो so, ये एपिसोड यहाँ तक ही अगले एपिसोड की इंतजार कीजिए तब तक के लिए नमस्कार Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store.